0: And that is our slide. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another MMA UK live show. Uh, my is Lewis Smith, and as always, thank you very much for watching us. We do appreciate the support. Uh, tonight, we've got a special show, guys. It, it might be a little bit of a longer one. We're going to be speaking tonight about the Cage Warriors trilogy shows that are coming up this week. Three shows, three nights, and a hell of a lot of good fights on those cards. So we're going to talk through a few of them, get some predictions in from the gang. And, um, yeah, this should be a pretty good show, guys, so strap in, get your get your drinks, it's going to be a while, I think, and, uh, yeah, enjoy the show. So, first of all, I just want to give a big shout-out to my esteemed and illustrious colleagues who's joining me on this show tonight. First of all, obviously, I've I got, I, I got to come first to the magnificent Katie Hunter. Uh, <laughs> Katie, how are you listening?
1: I'm really good, Lewis, how are you?
0: I'm not too bad. I had a bit of a manic one today, we've been out, there. Uh, obviously, my borough in Wales has been going into lockdown again today so i have had a little bit of a mad one out uh doing some stories about that but glad to come back and do a bit of uh mma chat tonight now and, <laughs> and get the coronavirus out of my head a little bit i think but uh oh is all everything good with you katie yeah
1: all good here all good do you want me to chat about our sponsor before we yeah, go any further
0: us a little bit about our sponsors katie
1: so Fight Fuel is a supplement and clothing company founded by martial artists, for martial artists, and all combat sport athletes. The aim of the company is to supply supplements and clothing of the highest standard to all fighters and warriors so they can train, perform, and win. Brilliant. And I'm supposed to put a banner up at this point to show you how to get the discount, but I'm afraid I can't find it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we've grown up in the top corner. A big shout out to Fight Fuel. We appreciate you guys as well. And I, I, one thing i got to ask, Kate when you're reading that out, was is it, is it fighters and warriors or warriors, did you mean?
1: Warriors. <laughs> what are
2: they worrying about?
0: There we go. <laughs> there we are. Are you
1: taking the piss out of my accent so, already, Lewis? <laughs>
0: so is, it for, is it for warriors as well, though, or is it just warriors?
1: <laughs> well, this this going to be a long show. <laughs> it's
0: going to be a long show. tonight. So there we go. Chris Emmanuel, been a couple of weeks since I spoke to you, buddy. How are you going on?
3: I'm good, mate. I'm very good. Just you looking are, forward to this, actually.
0: Yeah, you, you, you ready to talk about these fights tonight?
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to going face-to-face with Katie Hunter over a couple of them.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> There we go. I think everybody's looking forward to you to going head-to-head. And, uh, <laughs> last but not least, uh, Glenn Sledge, Williams. Glenn, how's it, Are you okay?
2: Oh, I'm pretty good, Lou. How are you, Matt?
0: Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. All, all the better for seeing you, Glenn, of course. Um,
2: as always, as always, <laughs> how, how is everyone in hello Kate. Hello,
3: Katie,
1: how's it going? How <laughs> nice to
0: see you, there. lovely. How are you, Glenn. To straight away there, Glenn? Because one thing I, I did mention at the start is that there's actually 26 fights coming up in three days Thursday to Saturday. A hell of a lot of fights. We're going to try and get through as many of them as we can. I don't think we'll even MMA UK will be able to get through all these fights, but we're going to do our best to try and get through as many of them as we can. And uh, so yeah, <laughs> let me, let's fly straight into it. Uh, i going to start off with the first card. Guys, we're going to give some predictions. If you want to give your predictions in the comment down below, please do, and let us know what you think as well. And uh, we're starting off with Cage Warriors 114, and that is going to be on Thursday night. Uh, guys, make sure you turn it this one. We've got a, a main card, which starts off with a flyweight title fight between Samia Fadine and Luke Shanks. A big fight there. Chris Manuel, I'm going to come to you first on this one, buddy. What, what do you think of this fight, and
3: how do you see it going? Okay, so... Um... Fadine really did shock the world when he beat Sam Creasy uh, to win the title. Um, Sam, I'm sure we'll talk about later on, is one of the uh, one of the best young martial artists. Well, not quite so young anymore, but he always looks at it. But he's a, one of the most talented martial artists that we've got in the UK. Um, and it was just it, it just looked like it was Sam's to win. So um, for him to actually win the belt for for Fideen to get that title, um, I thought was something quite special. So um he's on a two-fight win streak at the moment but he had lost three beforehand um so whether he is the best one in 25 or in cage warriors i think maybe remains to be seen i'm happy for him to prove me wrong and i'm sure that i'll get a call out from him if uh, if he does, because people seem to do that when I completely predict against them. Um, Luke, Shank, <laughs> Luke Shanks I know really, really well. Um, Luke uh, did all of his formative training at BST in Northampton, where I train. So I know the, the, the level of training that he had. I know the talent the guy's got. He's just one of those all-rounded, really strong fighters. Um, he's 6-1. He, he moved up to Scotland a couple of years ago to train at a higher level. And Bearing in mind that he had an amazing team at BST, moving to a higher level seems to have suited him even better. Um, because since then he's just developed even further as a fighter he's he's well-rounded he's talented he's strong he brings some amazing pressure but knockout power in his hands um for me on the, this one it's, it's got to be shanks all day long um i think it's going to be a, a bad night for for samir and i think that shanks could probably finish him in the first round
0: all prediction Nick. you are we in agreement with this one or no
1: yeah, we are actually, may, maybe one of the few of the night that we'll, <laughs> we'll be in agreement on. But um, we actually had a quick chat before we went live, uh, Lewis, and I, I said a, a few of the same comments that Chris said there. But um, I think it's really hard to pick against Luke in this fight. And I think it's is maybe the most um, one-sided title fight out of the five of them. But, um, really? yeah, I really... I. Now that I've said that, <laughs> I've <I'm> probably given <laughs> it the kiss of death. But, um, yeah, I just, I think the level of competition that Luke's uh, faced recently and, and like Chris said, that free fight losing streak from Samir before he won the last two, I just, I really see this being Luke's. I really see us getting a change of champion on this one.
0: Yeah. Oh, so Good prediction there from you, Katie there And Glenn, the sledge Williams, what, what are you saying about this uh, flyweight title match?
2: Nothing left to say, really. I think Chris uh, said it all. He said and I've got written down, anyway. I didn't know much about Samir, apart from the fact that he beat uh, Sam Creasy, who I will always remember. I wasn't really into MMA then, but when he had that uh, balance stormer against Desi, I think it was yeah. years ago, yeah. everyone talks about that now. And, um, yeah, obviously, his, his hands and everything. And uh, I think Luke Shank <coughs> could beat him a couple of different ways. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Luke as well.
3: Yeah. To us. And
1: Peter, um, Peter agrees
3: if if anyone cares. <laughs> no one cares about Peter's opinion. Literally, no one. <laughs> <laughs> Not if his own misses. There we go. I, I'm, gonna,
0: then, I'm gonna I'm gonna run that off with a Luke Shanks prediction for myself as well. We have got all four, all four in the in agreement for this one. Luke Shanks uh, for the win. Also, shout out to Miles there.
3: Miles Painter, great to see yeah. you.
1: Hello Miles, evening. Thank you for joining us. And then we've also got one of the fighters who's who's just sent a comment in There's Chris, no tell these people what you've witnessed at BST. Keep seeing people say I'm gonna get smashed. <laughs> Jordan, Prove us
3: wrong, Just 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 wait for um just wait for your fight to come up because uh, we're, we're Kate, coming we...
1: on to that, Jordan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we've got a few things to say to each other.
0: There you go. So we'll, we'll jump straight into the next fight then. Big shout out Jordan as well. Uh, Jake Hadley versus Shad Hack. Uh, Glenn Williams, I will come to you first for this one. Seems as you went last last time. Uh, what do you think of this fight? But he had another flyweight
2: bout. What do no,
0: what you
2: think? I wasn't too clued up about either of them, right? So I had a good look this afternoon. Ah, <coughs> uh, Shad Hack has beaten a few names: Tom DC yeah. yeah. Desi, Mister Pink. So he, he's got. He, he's got. A, a good CV for that. Hadley's unbeaten a 5-0. Oh. So I am not the prediction of this because I didn't know them both well enough to, to pick one, to be honest. Yeah. To. But based on his experience, and know he's beaten. I wouldn't be surprised if his if his all goes. Yeah. Kate Hunter, uh,
0: anything uh, to
1: add to this one? I, I think this is a really difficult one to call. Um And... I think it's going to be a really, really good fight. And Chris, you said when we were talking over messages, the way that these cards are set is just really kind of ironing out where the flyweight division is going to be in the in the next few cards and, and some other divisions as well. And this obviously is going to play into who fights for the title next. And um, it's one of the ones I'm most on the fence about, Um Oh, oh, I'm really torn. I'm really torn. I'm going to listen to what the rest of you say first before I make my prediction.
0: <laughs> so it, it's coming down to you and Chris Emmanuel. Uh, what what do you think? Shadhack was Jake Hadley. Yeah, sorry, yeah,
3: Jake Hadley. Surprisingly, of, uh, I'm going to be really bold. Um, so Shadhack uh, was one of the one of the reasons I actually started watching UK MMA. That guy is so so good to watch. His movement is absolutely astounding. He bounces around the cage. He's really hard to hit. His, his, um, his energy levels are ridiculously high as well. He's one of, he actually reminds me, and, and if he's watching this, Sarge, I'm really sorry, this isn't meant as an insult. This is actually meant as a compliment. But he reminds me of Chun-Li from Street Fighter. Now, when you're a kid and you play this Chun-Li, Chun-Li was absolutely astounding, but she'd kill you by you know, death by a thousand cuts, wouldn't it? You know, She would literally cut you to pieces by just taking you apart systematically and hard just like that. Um, the problem Harge has, though, he's too small for 125 and he's always been too small for 125. Realistically, if he could fight at 115, he'd be an absolute terror. If he could go out to, to fight in one, he would be absolutely amazing. You know, that would suit him perfectly. Um, the problem he's got is he's fighting against Jake Hadley. And as Glenn said, he's 5-0. Oh. Um, if you look at Jake Hadley's resume, um, Jake Hadley is the EFC world title holder. Beating Zuma out in South, uh, sorry Zulu, out in South Africa, where he's just brought in to lose. You know, they, there's no way on earth that the team at EFC wanted a guy from Birmingham to be their world title holder when they've got this superstar out in South Africa. It just swept away everyone in front of him, um, and Hadley just put it on him. Um, he's called White Kong for a reason because the kid has just got ridiculous strength. He trains in Birmingham. He used to be at UTC with Natty Fredericks, with the Edwards brothers. Um, uh, you know Tom Breeze, all those guys. Um, he's, he's such a well-rounded, talented, stupidly hyper-aggressive little git. Um, I just can't see past him. Um, so for me, as much as I love love Hack, um, I think that Jake's just too big and too strong for him. And I think that Jake is going to be the next person fighting for the title against Luke Shanks. Uh,
0: I I do kind of agree with you, there, Chris, as well. I'm a big big fan of Sharj. Watching for a long time and in all the fights Glenn said obviously fighting and beating quite a lot of the Welsh guys down in the bottom mm-hmm. lower divisions but with this one with MMA I just got this feeling that like MMA is uh, momentum is such a big thing and him winning that title and being on this unbeaten streak I think that that does mean a lot when you're coming in with momentum and for me I'm going to go with the same prediction as you I think Jake takes this one it
3: takes me a decision a close fight but I, I think he gets the job done I think he finishes him. Um, I think he's actually going to finish him. But like you said, momentum is really important. And Charge hasn't fought since since 2018. Um, and it's not his own, not through his own fault. You know, he he's tried to get fights, he's tried his hardest to get fights. But um, you know, Jake's fought what three times since Charge last has. And um, you know, he's, he's still only 24 and he's up and coming. He's it wouldn't surprise me if he is one of the where are they now with the number of fights that I go to the UFC? Is it 99
1: 97, I think. Yeah, next on 98.
3: All well, I make the bold prediction that he is definitely going to go to the UFC before before number 105. There you go.
0: Wow. Can I push you? Can I push you in the two for a prediction after after that concise breakdown from Chris Emmanuel?
1: Yes. No, you've won me over. I'll go, I'll go Welcome, Jake. <laughs> Miles had that as fight of the night as well. I think that's a really good mm. observation as well about um, how long people have been out for because. Obviously, most people have been out for at least six months. Um, And then some of them, if they didn't fight just before going into lockdown, a lot of the guys that I was looking up on here haven't fought for like well over a year, some of them two years. And a lot can happen in that time. Will there be ring rust? Will they have come on leaps and Bounds since then? People aren't going to know as much about their opponents from watching footage as they might sometimes otherwise know.
3: Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Glenn, any last words for this one?
2: Yeah, sorry, Chris, but no, I don't like to listen to anybody else. I like to make my own mind So I'm going to go with my <laughs> own thoughts and go track hack. Sorry, Matt. As it, good as it. that breakdown was, it was bloody good, okay? No, but...
3: But I, I love, I love Shash. I've got no... I, you know, if, if Shash wins, I'm happy. I, I love that guy. He's so, so fun to watch. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. to right it, right so right
2: right. win no that, sorry? It's interesting about what... The, what you said about going out to South Africa and winning out there. So, I mean, he's going to have lots of confidence off that. Mm.
3: He's very confident anyway, Jake. Um, I've seen him. I, I think the first time I saw him was on Golden Ticket a few years ago. And he was literally just a child. And he's you know, he, he looks young as well. And uh, he demolished Daryl Grant. Um, he knocked him out. And uh, from, there, from there on, was, he's just got better and better and better. Yeah. Here we go. So we're
0: looking forward to that fight then. Um, on to the next one, which is Madars Flaminas versus Mateus Biglack. Uh Kate Henton, I'll come to you first this time. What what do you make of this one? Third card, third fight of the night down.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting fight. And again, it's it's one of those that's gonna help to set out the rest of the division, depending on what happens in other fights over these three nights. Madas has only lost to Adam Proctor, um, and he's beaten some good guys. Matthews has only lost to him. Gary, but then he's 3-1. and one. I think he's got way less experience. Um, I don't know that much about him, if I'm honest. Obviously, I don't even know who he's related to, so thanks for correcting me, Chris. But I would go with, I've seen the Latvian Express in in real life at Cage Steel. Um, I reckon he's got enough experience to, to see this one through. But I, I will admit, this is one where, where I could get surprised.
3: There you go, uh, Chris Emanuel. Anything to add to that one? Add the main card, this one I know least about. Um, Fleming has seen fight. Um, I think he's talented. and I think he's good. Um, and simply off the back of that, I'm going to pick him. Real
2: Glenn Williams? Yeah, I, I've seen them both fight, but I don't know much about them. Like I said, but like, um, so we had one of them on the main card. I thought, especially considering he's only had four fights, um, you know, on such a show so big, there's loads of people on the undercard that could have gone in instead of them. I think. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go for
0: that. I'm gonna go for Madars as well. There you go. And for me, I'm I'm also gonna I'm gonna go with the crew and go for Madars. So we we're going for a full for a full house of Madars there. And uh,
1: he was uh, um, Lack was a replacement as well, wasn't he? I think he's only just stepped in. So
0: yes, it's it's tough. So we'll 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 stick to that one then, guys. All in agreement there for, for Madars, and that brings us on to the next fight, which is Aaron Khalid. Versus Mick Stanton at Welterweight. So, so far, the, the, the main and co-main of this card is flyweight title. Uh, sorry, flyweight fights. The next two down, then, are Welterweight fights. Um, and this is the second Welterweight fight on the main card. Aaron Khalid versus Mick Stanton. A really, are really good fight, this one. Uh, Glenn, i come to you first. I know you've trained a little bit with Aaron. You're a big fan of his. What, what, what do you see happening in this fight?
2: Believe it or not, I haven't actually trained with Aaron. You've but, not? But, through and through and all the things that don't. But um, I, I know Aaron, like these, these big mates, it's true and a frango. I speak mm. to him regularly, you know. He's, um, but it's interesting, right, that um, Stanton's dropped down from middleweight. And uh, I don't think, like, sorry, Aaron, if you're watching, I don't think Aaron's a big welterweight. Um, I think he'd be a perfect 165 if he was a division. But still, I still think this could be a brilliant fight. What we've got to think of is Aaron, he's is is like it's two losses. He lost to Ross Houston twice. He was obviously world champion has gone on. Alex Lahore he lost too, which also has gone on. So I think a good win by you and possibly win more. He could be back in the mix for a tight shot. So I'm hoping the pressure's not going to get to him and he's just going to take it as another fight, which I think I think this could possibly be the fight that I offer from the main card. I think it's going there's loads of loads of good fights on the prelims. But this for me, all right, flyweights tend to be quicker, sharper, more crisper, but I think this could be could they could both have it all. It could turn into I think they're both crappers as well, mate. But it yeah. could end up being a slugfest. fest. So I don't know was gonna go or they could end up being a good good show of BGJ from both fighters. So yeah, I make I'm looking forward to this one and and, and that's not me being biased while and I just think it's gonna it's, it's got potential to be a great fight this one. Yeah, Kate Hunter, what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, not a lot for me to to add to that. I agree with you on everything you said the Glenn it it could be a factor, Mick being bigger, but um I don't know. I just, I just think Aaron's going to have enough. And I think, yeah, like you said, he's only lost to the very best recently. And I, I see this being his for the taking. He also seems to be really pleased that um, Proctor is up for the title, having a win over him. So I feel like that's kind of invigorated him and, and kind of made him think that he's not that far away, you know, if if the cards fell the right way
0: yeah I, I definitely agree with that I think I think Aaron is he's only a, a very short distance away from that mm. title shot now especially if you know let, let's just say Mason won it and goes to the UFC and vacates so even if Proctor won it you know Aaron and with this fight he's the obviously he's, you, you'd you think with a win over him he's going with a shout at that next title shot so results going the right way I think Aaron's definitely up there and for me I, I think one thing you said, there, Glenn, is why I was thinking this could be a, like a really high paced BJJ match, and uh for me i I think Aaron might just have enough to do it, so I'm going to predict him. also you know gotta got keep that Welsh uh, and, and, <laughs> and
2: share. as well, well I'm not sure I'm not sure where who Stanton trains with, and I'm, I don't know what team he's from, but Aaron having a high level wealth of weight in his gym as his coach as well to spar day in day out with could yeah. be the edge that he needs. I mean, yeah. what better the
0: sparring
2: patterns I have
3: every day than Long? Yeah, definitely.
0: You know what I mean? Chris, any, anything to add to this one? How are you predicting this fight, Bunny?
3: you know, I've, this was the one I found really difficult to predict because um, um, Khalid, he's, he's Mr Cage Warriors, isn't he? He's had nine of his, what, 15 yeah. fights on Cage Warriors, if you include the Cage Warriors Wales card. Um, and he's got great wins against Jamie Richardson, who we're going to be talking about later. He's got a win against Hakan Foss. The Ross Houston fights, were they weren't... Um, they weren't whitewashes, they were close fights. No. You know? And Houston's now going on to headline Bella Tour Paris against Michael ben and Page. So it shows the standard of the type of people that he's lost to. Um, and like Glenn said, you know, Alex LaHore went off to, was it PFA Alex went off to? Um, or PFL, sorry. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, Kali's a, a talented guy, but, but Mick Stanton, someone who's completely changed the way that he fights. You go back a couple of years and he's called the height was it Houghton or and I can't remember the name of the area in Liverpool the height and hammer um yeah. because he hit he hits like a train you know he's so strong and he's so powerful and a couple of years ago he just changed his training up and he started to become far more wrestling centric and we watched him against Michael Eunice who is a proper unit you know I've watched Eunice fight from heavyweight all the way down and at heavyweight yeah. he was still big you know so coming down to, to middleweight. middleweight. <laughs> Yeah, and Stanton was ragdolling this absolute man mountain around. Um, and he's brought his, his, his grappling game on massively. And Stanton's had a couple of, um, couple of grappling bouts recently um, Grapple Fest seven, Grapple Fest nine. Um, he beat Andy Walsh and then he beat Kieran Malone, which I think is quite telling as well this year um so he's, he's in a good position as well he's won three of his last four um you know the, he's a big talented guy but you know Glenn said he doesn't know where he trains he um he set up his own gym last year I think it was uh, Mick Stanton so I don't know who he's got in training with him um so it could be that difference of Khalid's got the likes of Lou Long with him I don't know if Stanton's got with him but I, I I don't know which way to go at all with this one it depends entirely on what two guys turn up on the night um, it could be that Stanton stands there and just pops one on Khalid and if Stanton hits you clean, then you're going out no matter how big and tough you are, but mm. Khalid's eaten a hell of a lot of shots off some really big, talented fighters and he's put the, and he's come back and he's put them away. So, um, um, just to be an absolute arsehole, I'm just going to say I'll go <laughs> mix down and just because you guys have gone Khalid, not for any reason other than just to argue with you.
1: Europe. Miles is Miles
2: the
3: rolls, Miles yeah, 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 I <laughs> yeah. Him, oh, Miles, boy. I tell you what, My, Miles is like an encyclopedia of MMA. So anyone who um, anyone who doesn't know Miles Painter, he works with us at MMA UK, and uh, he does the across the pond um, write ups of of fighters. And most of the time, he's writing he's writing about about fighters I've got a clue about. I've yeah. literally never seen never, but he knows them. Inside out, their entire histories, where they've gone, their skill sets is um, is yeah. If Miles is saying that, then I'm going to be wrong. I think. Big
1: <laughs> shout yeah. out to Miles.
3: Um,
0: yeah, obviously coming to the last fight then of this card, uh, Cage Warriors 114, another flyweight bout, Adam Ammer Singer versus Connor Hignett. Good
3: fight, you, uh, Chris. What, what's your thoughts on this one, buddy? Ammer Singer is is um, technically brilliant. Um, you watch him the way that he the way that he moves. Uh, he's he's one of those fighters that that thinks through everything. Is it, it, I've got uh, one of the fighters who I manage, uh, Aaron Olay. He um, he trains with Amazon a day in day out, and he's been working with him to uh, prepare for this fight. They actually fought each other on Cage Warriors a few years ago, and pretty much from there onwards, they've trained together at NFM. Now Adams obviously got the family pedigree. Dean Amazinger, another one of my favourite ever British fighters, and Dean is now the head coach at um, the UFC um, Center of Excellence, wherever it's called out in China. So yeah. you can tell the the pedigree of um, martial arts in that family. They are they are something special. And I I think that Adams probably going to be is is probably going to surpass what his brother did because Dean got up to tough. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, yeah. It didn't, you know, which and at that point you know, that was it was, it was ridiculous ridiculously high level um for, for British MMA but I think that Adam's probably gonna go past him. Um now Connor's on a two-fight win streak um but Connor Connor's just got the knockout power. If he catches you he, you go into sleep like what happened to Darren O'Gorman because O'Gorman just ruined him for a couple of rounds and then from nowhere Connor Hignett knocked him out. Um so he's always got that punchers chance but in terms of skill set I say that Amazinger is is superior and I I would back Adam Amazinger to to go all the way but you know like we said earlier that, that 125 division in cage warriors is one of the best 125 divisions about they've mm. contracted all of these amazingly talented fighters um and they've got them all scrapping it out and you know Dean matches them really well to test them against each other and this is a it's a it's a big test for amazinger but i think that he should get the win yeah Huntler, what, what's your thoughts how you predicting this one
1: Yeah, I do agree with Chris about Adam's pedigree and just I feel like he's really stepped it up recently as well. Um, He's always been a good fighter, but that last fight was something really special. Just the fight IQ as well as the ability to, like, take people out at such a a low weight, you know. A lot of these flyweight fights don't get finished, but, but he does get finishes, and that was a a really nice fight, his last one. Connor's last fight, like Chris said, was just a comeback bonkers fight. So I just don't feel like you can write him off at all. Um, and I, I would say that I, I think Adam's going to win, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Connor pulled something crazy out the bag and we've seen him do it before. So, yeah. yeah, Glenn.
2: I'm going
1: with Adam, but I wouldn't be surprised
2: so, <laughs> MMA math tells me.
0: Oh, not MMA math. Glenn, don't do it, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm no good if I get normal math. I mind MMA math. <laughs> he beat Shanks as an amateur, Adam Singer. And uh, Connors lost to Shanks. Yeah. So, judging by that, he shouldn't stand the chance. <laughs> judging by that. But anyway, as an Adam Singer, I lost to Scott Malone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and then KO like, alright, um, like, yeah? I think you're killed by Scott,
2: didn't he? Yeah, so that's where I think I'd be against corner. I mean, this is is that chance is them getting caught like I said. But uh, that that being said, I'm gonna go Adam Singer anyway Um because mm-hmm. again, I'm not that quite too worried about corner, but I, I I know Adam Singer. I've seen him a few times, and yeah, he's impressive. Yeah, but yeah, that's about it. So I got it now.
0: There you go. For, hey. for me, do you know what I'm, I'm gonna do with Chris Emmanuel on this one? I. I'm I'm quite 50-50 on it, so because everyone else is going for Adam, I'm going to go for corner. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be contrary. I'm going to do a Chris Emanuel and go for corner.
1: I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's definitely got it in him.
0: There we go. Um, I w- one more thing we want to mention. Obviously, that's our uh, five main card fights on this Cage uh, Warriors 114. Great show. But one we have to mention just quickly before we move on to Cage Warriors 115 is an undercard fight. A Welsh guy, a guy that's got a tremendous amount of hype down here at the moment. Uh, he is of course Mr. O'Ban Elliot, and he's going to be fighting Michael Figlak. Uh, really, really good fight. Really looking forward to this one. I think a lot of us were surprised that this didn't make it to the main card after he co-invented uh, the last card, if Arena show. But you know, he's he's headlining the the card. Obviously, Ian Dean and these guys, they always have a reason for how they structure the cards. So we'll we'll leave the the judgment with them. But Glenn Williams, I know you wanted to speak a little bit about this one because Oban really is a big prospect coming out of Wales at the moment, isn't he?
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I think, I don't think Oban needs me to wipe him up. He does, you know. He got a big enough following. Um, he's he the talker of town every go around the enemy. world. everyone is people who, not really in may say to me that about Oban and his future and stuff. But I think this could be a test. He needs. I say test. I think he's going to walk through him. But Figlak is respected. He got two good wins. Um, I think he's actually lost to oban's teammate, uh, the Tank, as an amateur. Mm. Um, mm. And, yeah. oh, this is off the top of my head. I mean, look, I'm just going home by what I remember. Um, but, yeah, I think and everyone's telling me about different O'Bans looking in the last year. Because I think it's coming up to the year that he fought for.
0: I think mm. he fought,
2: um, I think it was last October when he fought James Lilly in the ice arena. Yeah. But, um. So, but everyone's telling me how hard he works and how much he's changed in the last year so I think we have been him for a treat I think and I, I just can't wait to visit.
0: Yeah, Chris Emmanuel
3: anything you want to throw in there? I love Owen Elliott I'm not going to lie I love him <laughs> he's just a cocky brash little git but he does it in the <laughs> absolutely perfect way where he's, he doesn't overstep the mark he doesn't have that that arsehole element to him at all he's just he's, he's a good lad Um, he's confident in his ability he's uh, Evil's the perfect nickname for him as well, because he is an <laughs> evil. Little stud when he gets into the cage, he truly tries to hurt people. Um, so he, he trains with, with Richard, doesn't he, Glenn? Yeah, he
2: trains up so yeah. much, much last time. Yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've trained with him, and uh, as a striker, he can still yeah. wrestle. Um, you know, he can grapple. Don't think he's a, he's a one trick pony. Um, but, you know, just, you know look he's
3: at quite he's training with. He's training yeah. with Jack. Yeah. He, you know, Brett's up there now as well, Brett Jones. Um, every time you see Oban come out as well, he looks better and better. But, if it's, mm. but you know, like Glenn said, this is going to be a tough test for him, and I think it's going to be his hardest fight to date because um, whilst you look at Mike, Michael Figlack and you see he's 2-0, um, him and his brother spent a good year out in Thailand, um, uh, and they were training and they were fighting, and they are superb. Um, that was Bradley Wharton saying, prelims are free to view. So any non fight pass subscribers will be able to see That's That's virtually Alan Parker's desk, isn't it? chocolate, <laughs> chocolate oranges are available at Rawlinson's um, so, <laughs> but no, Mike Piglack anyway he, um, so he's, he's trained, out, he, he trained and fought out for a year out in Thailand he's, he's an absolutely top class Muay Thai fighter so he's, he's going you know, to be able to handle pressure and I think that it's not going to be a quick easy win for Oban but Oban comes through this then Oban should be knocking on the door for the upper echelons of the division
2: Mm-hmm. But got look, you look at Oban's pedigrees, kickboxer, right? Mm-hmm. All, all that being said, okay? Um, he's wrestling's decent, his wrestling's descent is BJ's mm-hmm. descent. So, how do you look to beat him, put him on his back? You look at everyone in yeah. you know, a show, Mixed Martial Arts, and I hope you don't mind mm-hmm. me saying this, they all fight off his back anyway. So, you, you go and roll with them, they're all fucking brilliant off his back. So, if he's bought into that and is the same as the rest of them, he's going to be a fucking problem for oh, well, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. Of course, so a
3: problem yeah, but fig, you've actually, got to take into account as well, though, a fig leg. trained at Trojan Free Fighters for years. So when he's in the UK, he's been at Trojan in Worcester, and Trojan have tucked out some absolutely amazing fighters as well. So he's going to be well rounded in in uh, BJJ as well. Um, but you know, there's there's well rounded, and there's you know, evil Oban Elliott. and um, yeah. Oban is he's a talent. He's real talent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, 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 I would I do just want to say, I want to just quickly read
0: out Brad's comment there to say, yeah. um, Brad Worton has said prelims are free to view. Uh, so any non Fight Pass subscribers can see Oban's fight. That That's obviously great. If you don't subscribe to Fight Pass, get on there. And if you're, a, if you're an Oban Elliott fight or Michael Figlack, uh, Oban Elliott fan or Michael Figlack fan, that's going to be a really good fight. Two young prospects who really want to win. So that is worth um, just jumping on to watch that if you don't want to pay even to watch the main card. What time did the
2: prelims start?
0: So they start
2: 730?
0: at seven thirty. Yeah, and you've got one, two. You've got four really good fights on there for free. So um, Brad obviously saying that he definitely is right. Log on, watch, and you've got four good fights there. Headlined by uh, <laughs> a, a, a a fight that could could be easily be on the main card. I think so. a hundred
1: percent. I'll go no um, ban as well in case you you wondered. Yeah, but never trust a gangster.
0: Never trust a gangster. <laughs> Peter Knox is saying Brad best commentator in Europe. Peter uh, looking for brownie points saying, and a free a free cage warriors ticket. What a, a
1: brown noser!
0: Yeah, Peter looking, Peter looking for a free cage warriors ticket again. Look, um...
1: remind everyone who your favourites are.
0: <laughs> there we go. Um, so guys, I want to jump into this now. We're 30 minutes in. We have just done one card, so that's that's one of three. Dan. we're moving on now to Friday the 25th of September and Cage Warriors 1-1-5, another stacked card guys, we've got a main card here, um, another 1-2-3-4-5 big fights starting off with uh, a bantamweight title fight, Jack Cartwright versus Gerardo Fanny. a huge huge fight, uh, Jack Cartwright's on a bit of a roll at the moment, complete knockout artist, Katie Hunt there, what, what are you making of this one, who are you picking?
1: You teed me up for the perfect line. I was going to say, I don't know a lot about Fanny. You guys should be the experts. Yeah, yeah, I I actually genuinely didn't know a lot about Gerardo Fanny. So I have, um, like, managed to track down a couple of his fights. And he's... um, I mean, he is going to put up a good fight. Ultimately, I do think that Jack Cartwright is going to walk away with the win, but um, they've both got some submissions, some knockouts on their record. I think it's going to be a really, really good fight. And I just wanted to say as well, I want Ian Dean to be buying my birthday and Christmas presents because <laughs> he's done such a good job. that I just I, – honestly, these whole cards are so stacked and I – this one, you know, I some of the people that he puts together I've never heard of, Gerardo. And then you look into it and you you suddenly get so excited for this matchup. And you know, you think you think Jack Cartwright's gonna walk in uh, walk through anyone until you till you look at the opponent. And I must admit, I'm absolutely buzzing for this one now. I'm I'm gonna go for Jack still, but um yeah, buzzing for it.
0: Yeah. And Jack, I think, I, I don't think I'm mistaken. Jack's had three knockouts in his last three fights. Obviously, he won the Cage Warriors title. He did two fights in one night. Did
1: last he not fight, get this a decision? Is just, this
0: is decision, a decision against Village. Yeah. My bad. There we go. So, he's, he's, well, he's won three of his last three fights anyway. So, give, give, give me half half marks for that one. But he's on a bit of a roll. He obviously looked great at that Cage Warriors uh, tournament where he won the belt. Two knockouts that night, wasn't he? Um, and obviously, he defended it in his hometown last time. So, I, I think Jack's a, a really big prospect. I think he's hungry. I think he's got the right mentality. And and I'm going for Jack in this one. But Chris, what, what's your thoughts? Jack Cartwright and Fanny, how, how do you think going?
3: I think, well, Jack Cartwright, um, the only, like you said, the last fight um, was his decision. But every other fight is finished in the first round. Yeah. Um, the guy is ridiculously violent. He's got KO power, um, which is way, way, way surpasses his weight. Um, So it's it's a struggle to see past him. Um, Like Katie, I had to look up Gerardo Fanny and didn't know anything about him. But if you look at the level of opponents that he's had, I can't see um, him competing with Jack Cartwright, who has run through some very, very talented guys. Um, you know, Fanny's Dutch, so I'm guessing he's coming from a kickboxing background. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to one of my Dutch fighters. We've recently signed Brian Hoy, who's uh, fighting on Bellator Paris against David, <laughs> against David Gallon. Um, and, you know, if you want to watch an amazing Dutch fighter, watch Brian Hoy fight because this kid is special. But anyway, going back to Gerardo Fanny, can't see him, beat, <laughs> can't see him beating Jack Cartwright. Jack Cartwright is going to be 9-0. and Jack Cartwright is going to be going to the UFC before number 100.
0: Yeah. And Jack, I, I'm going to give a shout out to Jack Taker as well. He's got the rat tail at the back. You know, you, you, you know, you've got confidence when, you, when you're rocking the rat tail at the back, right? So mm-hmm. I'm
3: well, just want, jealous because I can't do it.
0: Yeah. I'll <laughs> give a shout out to him for that as well. Glenn, uh, what have you seen this one, buddy? How are you, how you going for it?
2: First time i seen him was on that four-man tournament when he walked out that he was staring at his, his opponent. It reminded me of being in a school youth club and somebody come for a fight. They'd walk around the corner, they'd be looking their chest out as if he <laughs> wanted that. But when he walked in and banged him, that's when I stood up and took notice. As for Gerardo Fanny, I, I, I'd been on his topology before and that way went on. It was by mistake. Remember Cody fought Fanny Redmond?
1: Yeah. So I yeah. searched
2: Fanny MMA and, and Izzas come up. But I was. Well, <laughs> <look> <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: you,
2: you had your I <laughs> So, but when um, but I, but when they came up that he was fighting him, I for some I thought he was French. I didn't, and then when I looked on today, I realised he's from the Netherlands. But um, so I looked into him. He got good jets. Um, his control is going to be good. But so did the last guy that um that Jack Carpenter fought. But he hit him everywhere, and he was. I'm going to say he's only a blue belt because he's he's a world champ. He's a world champion. He's a no. He's he's, he's a blue belt. He wasn't getting sucked in. He was knocking him down. He's picking the shots, pulling him back out, standing back up. He was quite clever with it, not to be trapped in his guard and letting him fight over back. So if he can stay away from his shits again, I think which he can, he got a you know, he got a um, good rest in which he uses. Keep on his feet. He got a good sprawl. I think he can end up knocking him out.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's the. The Bantamweight title for Cage Warriors, a, a really good fight there, and a great division historically for Cage Warriors as well. So uh really looking forward to And I think to he
2: signs for the UFC straight after.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, Glenn, as well. Yeah. I think, straight he's, away. On, I think he's on his way. Uh,
2: Boylan did tease us a few months ago, didn't he, with a photo of him, Mason, and who was the other one? I'm um, saying, could they be 97, 98, uh, 98, 99, and 100? Yeah. And Yeah, I think, I think, I can't remember who the third one was, though.
1: Paddy was on there, and... um. There was somebody else as well. I it think it was Mason there were...
2: Jones, Jack Hart, right? He... I think it
0: was Paddy, wasn't it? it? Was the other one?
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel like there were there were some other people in there as well. It'll come to me.
0: Yeah, and th- another thing which I would kind of hold on. It wasn't on about
2: Frederick. It wasn't Matthias, is it?
1: Oh, it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, maybe. it
3: was. To what I was gonna say time, with,
0: with I? I spoke to Graham. Obviously, we done the interview the other day. So, guys, if you want to watch that. Go, go through our page and have a look. But one of the things great was that, go go do the name drop. Go get a plug together. Views up, Glenn Me and my um, bloody
2: Graham. <laughs>
0: some,
2: some Good old Grays. Yeah. We had a chat, like yeah.
0: um, <laughs> don't be jealous, mate. It don't suit you. <laughs> Um One of the things he said was that with obviously these fight island cards coming up now, people not being able to sort of travel as much, it it is a big opportunity for our guys from the UK to get out there. And get signed and go on these cards. So, you know, if if he gets a win there, to be honest with you, I I, I think it's gonna be very difficult for him not to get to the UFC to be honest. A pull out in that division on one of those cards coming out, and I I think he's the first name down. So big shout out to Jack Cartwright, big shout out to Fanny as well. Obviously, we want to see him both do well, but um, you know, we kind of do we got we gotta go for the UK guys and we gotta see him do well. So yeah, looking forward to that fight. And another one that's coming up next, and now this is one. I've got to be honest, this is the fight I'm probably most looking forward to of the the whole weekend, uh, apart from Mason Jones, and that is Matthias Frederick and Jamie Richardson for the middleweight title fight. Now, the reason I'm looking forward to this is because Jamie Richardson, I don't think he's ever been in a boring fight. The guy is just an absolute savage. He brings it every time. And, I mean, Matthias, you know, we've seen in his last two fights, like, this guy is just an absolute savage. He doesn't stop. He's constantly coming forward, throwing bombs. You take him down, he just jumps straight back up. Absolute animal. So when these two go head to head, I mean, I think we're going to see some real fireworks and I, I really do think this is going to be the fight of the whole trilogy. I think it's going to be a crazy fight. I think if Jamie kind of steps up to the weight, well, this is going to be an absolute bang. And uh, this this is my pick of the of the weekend, to be honest with you. This fight, then, I actually I think Jamie Richardson's going to get it done. I'm I'm going against. Uh, what a lot of people I've heard saying, but I think Jamie Richards is gonna get this one done. I think he's got great boxing. I I can see him getting a stoppage finish. Yeah, I'm going for a bold one. I'm gonna go for a third round stoppage with Jamie Richardson for me in this one. And uh, I'd love to hear what you've got to say about that one, Katie Hunter. I know you interviewed Jamie the other day, and uh, what, what do you think of this fight for the middleweight title, of course?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually the the third time in a row that Natas has fought one of my teammates James Webb twice <laughs> and now. Jamie Richardson, who's been doing some training at BKK. Um, so, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted to see him get his shot. I was I was a little bit surprised and I asked him if he was because he's only had one fight back up at middleweight. Um, his other wins were at Welter. Um, so, obviously, Natias has got that scary power and he will have the size advantage. So he's going to have to fight a totally different fight than James Webb. And um, I just think he'll be using the fact that he's smaller to, you know, use his speed. And he said that his cardio is great. And, of course, I'm never going to pick against one of my guys. And I really (laughs) think that that he's going to do it, Lewis. So I'm picking Jamie. I know he's going to have an excellent game plan and – I'm just absolutely buzzing to see him go in and do there. And, and I'm really glad that he's got the opportunity. Um, but like you say, Nataias is an absolute beast. We've seen that from the last nine rounds with James Webb. And it's just going to be a super exciting, super explosive yeah. matchup, I think.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a scary man. Nataias is a scary man. And Chris, I mean, I, I want to come to you next on this one. Do you think it's fair to say Jamie's an underdog going into this matchup?
3: Yeah, um, probably. Um, so like you said, Natas is a really scary man. Um, you meet him in person, the guy has got cuts all over it, or uh, scars all over him from cuts. He's built like a brick outhouse. Um, he walks into a place and he's just he's just imposing. Um you, you watch him walk out as well, and he's, he walks out to some some nasty West Indian music as well. And as no one, if I stood in the cage and I was waiting for this guy to walk out, and I saw him walk out, I'd be thinking, Do you know what? As you're coming in the door, I'm going out. (laughs) (laughs) Yet you speak to him, one of the nicest, softly spoken guys you'll come across. But um, he's finally coming into his own. He's he's, he's a lot older than people think. He's 37 years old now in the Tires Fredericks. But there's not a huge amount of miles on the clock. Um, This is only his, what, 12th professional fight? Um, and he's trained with some really talented guys as well in Birmingham. He was part of the UTC camp when that was running um, with, you know, Joe Silk Cummings, Tom Breeze was there. The Edwards brothers were there. Jake Hadley, literally the who's who from Birmingham uh, were training together. Um, so he's been well, you know, well-groomed, but he does get hit. That's what I think with, with Natalya. He, he kind of gets excited and he gets hit. And Jamie Richardson, um, he's got, he's growing into his frame. He's only 24 um, but he's got that knockout power already, that proper man strength, um, and he's, as Katie said, he's fast, um, he's explosive. He's if he's diversifying his training as well because he's, he's had a really superb grounding with um, with Daz at Force MMA, um, but by then going across and doing some with with Jack and the guys at BKK, it's only going to improve in um, you know that. That different, that different level of training, the different type of training, will only improve. I and mean, he's, he's Daz has always said that he's a sponge. He, he soaks up literally everything. He walked in the door as this like chubby thirteen year old, and now he's fighting for a Cage Warriors belt, um, and deservedly fighting for a Cage Warriors belt because he's done his apprenticeship up through the through the um, through the ranks. So. I think it's going to be a hard-fought fight, but I'm never going to go, go against my boy. You know, I'm I'm going to choose uh, choose Natty. Um, he's a good guy, and I'm really happy to see him hold that belt, and I want to keep want to see him keep it. He's doing
1: cool. some training at MTT now as well, isn't he? Is he? And yeah, he's been training with Cole Prince and those guys. I think. Yeah, they. Yeah, Glenn, what, what's
0: your thoughts on this one, Jamie Richardson, and the first
2: yeah, big fight? you've covered it all to be fair now anyway, I think, I think I, I've got fight tonight as well and as much as um, I, I, I couldn't really call it but I'm going to say Richardson because if Richardson wins back to what we say earlier yeah, how must I make Aaron Khalid uh, feel that some yeah. of these beat the just won the middleweight world title sorry go back to my Welsh friends mm. <laughs> but um, but yeah like um, you know and, and I mean it's the nicest way possible Um. Jamie hasn't got a great record either, has he? But some of the people he's been in with, he's been, he's been in with, you know, he, he hasn't been in with cans, been in with good guys. <laughs> yeah. But, but this is, again, this is a really tough fight for him. But
0: I think physically, I think physically this is a, a horrible fight because Matthias is such a beast. But with Matthias, he does come in a bit wild sometimes. He swings, actually yeah. haymaker punches. And I can just see if Jamie can withstand an early storm, which I think he can. I can, see him, I can see him cutting him with something, maybe. And like I said, I do feel like Jamie is an underdog because Nathias he's a champion. He must be. He's, he's, a, he's really physically imposing. So I think he's definitely the favourite. But I've, I've just got a sneaky feeling with this one that, that Jamie might get it done on the night. So.
2: Well, one of my favourite highlights is um, is finish against, I think it was uh, Phil Wells, when they both slug in and then you just gas and you run across the cage and finish him <laughs> against the cage. That's, <laughs> so anything like that, then I'll be happy. Yeah.
0: And Guys, i gotta, I got to move on to this next fight because we've got so many good ones. The next one, uh, the former middleweight champion, James Webb, is going to be taking on former UFC welterweight Craig cat white uh, A huge fight, two really well-known, UFC, uh, well-known cage warriors, but as I should say, two very popular guys, uh, two guys coming off losses. Uh, Katie Hunter, what, what do you think of this one?
1: I'm really excited about this matchup, really excited for Webby. Um he obviously got back to winning ways, beating Mick Stanton in March. That was a, a tough fight and he came through it well. This camp has been a bit different for him because he normally splits his training between our jiu-jitsu school here in Essex and um Team KF in Ireland and obviously There were no flights and the gym was shut down etc etc so he's done a lot of his camp here and he only got reunited with the guys at the end but um I know that he's really enjoying training for these three round fights much more than he was for the five round title fights and he's just really like got the love back for it and just really enjoying himself again so um Craig obviously coming on a four-fight losing streak, but two of those against super high competition in the UFC. Um, it's a tough one for him, and I'm glad to see him mix it up and take the step up to middleweight because it's a big cut for him. And he he always, whenever he's on social media, he's always enjoying his food, and he's got a massive frame anyway. So, I think middleweight just suits him down to the ground. So I think it will be a really, really good scrap. Um, Again, I've got to pick James Webb, of course. But, um, you know, it would be a massive accolade to him if he can get a UFC vet on his record. But it's not going to be an easy fight. Just looking through Craig's record, a lot of his wins have come by jiu-jitsu. And... He's. I. I mean. I. I should never tempt fate, but I will say mm. it. He will never submit James Webb's, Um. His. His jiu-jitsu is, like, just top level. So. Um. I'm gonna go with Webby. It could be decision. Could be submission.
0: Yeah. I. I. I've struggled with this one because I. I've come to know both guys from doing all the interviews and going to all the shows, and that they're mm. both really, really nice guys. So is it, this they is to me. I think it's. I agree with what you said, Katie. Going up, I think, is, is a good move for Craig. But at the same time, I just think with the style of Reese, uh, Sorry, of Reese of yes, I think of Reese Webb, the rugby player there, Glenn. So, yeah, <laughs> completely, completely different sport. But with the style of Webby, I think he's... If, if Craig goes to his back in this one and, and allows the takedown, allows Webby to lie on top, I can see it being a long night of, you know, Webby on top, grinding out a decision. So, I, I'm going to agree and go for, for Webb as well on this one uh, Glenn, what, what do you think about uh, Craig moving up and how do you see this one going?
2: You know, my thoughts are we cut on now, water cut in full stop, I do away with a lot of it, I would um, and let everyone fight up a week. But um I think every, I think the fans just have a better performance from everyone.
3: Mm-hmm. And I hope
2: it shows with Craig. But I, um he likes to fight off his back a lot that he takes he takes a take down. He's he's brilliant fighting off his back, he likes cutting people, he likes shooting up the triangle and stuff. But I think two or three of his wins that I've watched, and I've been there, and I, I I thought he's taken a beat in, and he's pulled us out of the bag. But um, like like you said, if he's on his back against Webb, I think he's gonna have a long night. Um, I think it could end up like a, a slag first on his feet because they both got good jitsu. Are they going to want to attempt the jitsu against each other? We'll see. Could end up uh, staying on his feet. I think. Yeah,
0: Chris, anything to add to this one?
3: I think it's going to go to the ground, um, and I think it's going to be fought entirely on the ground. Um, But I'm going to be completely contrary. Um, Craig White's called Thundercat. He works in the same industry as I do. And he's from the West Country like me. So I'm backing him. 100% Craig White. (laughs) Contrary Chris Emmanuel. That's what we're going to call him. on
0: his uh, (laughs) his, (laughs) I'm um, really
1: looking forward to that one though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same. Both two great guys going at it. And um, like I said, two warriors that we really can't wait to see fighting this
3: one.
2: Warriors um, or um, Warriors?
3: I haven't <laughs> picked United anyone
1: personally,
3: <laughs> What do you reckon then, Glenn? I don't know. I'm still on a fence. Like, I'm still on a fence.
1: No, you're not
3: allowed. You've got to go boom step on you, go, point point. Point, Glenn. Come on. Take a I, I'm gonna go I'm
2: going to go Thundercat as well. Then. And, oh, and I tell you what, I'm going to go Thundercat by sub, Katie, just to have a go at you, right? <laughs> oh,
1: okay. <laughs> so, just got no respect for my analysis at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us on to the next fight, then, and another big fight Jack Grant versus Yasin Belhaj. Uh, Chris, I'll come to you first with this one. Uh, Jack Grant, big, big name in the lightweight division, really
3: talented guy. What's your thoughts on him against uh, Belhaj? Jack Grant's won eight of his last nine, his only defeat has come against um. Oh, dry 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 Herbert. Dry Herbert. Yeah, yeah, you um, lost,
2: lost me 20 quid. I did.
3: <laughs> Jack Grant is for the last few years, he's been one of those names that people have talked about because he is so so good. Um, Yasin Bel Hajj, he's not fought anyone near the level of the people that Jack Grant's fought, and certainly not fought anyone at the, the level of Jack Grant. He's fought a few times in European beatdown. I recognize, I a love few that people. name. Yeah, (laughs) I recognise the name of a few of the people he's fought against, but none of them have got anywhere near the skill set that Jack Grant has, and I think that Grant finishes him very quickly. Yeah, Okay. good prediction there.
0: Katie, is it a win? If it's a win for Jack, do you think he gets the next title shot?
1: I think he's got to, hasn't he? Yeah, I I do think so. And I I think this is one of the more, on paper, and I must admit I haven't seen Yassine, um, but... Um, on paper, it looks to be one of the more one-sided fights. And, like, I think we all agree Jack's a, an absolute beast. And I, was, I would love to see him get that title shot because, like you say, losing to Jai Herbert is, <laughs> you know, just nothing to be ashamed of at all. And he's back and he's he's looking amazing. And even in grappling competitions, he's, he's looking outstanding. So, yeah, I see that being Jack.
0: Glenn?
2: Um, yeah, I'm a massive Jack Grant fan. Like I said, before he fought Jay but I bet my coach Franco 20 quid the Jack for Grant would win. Um, and the reason being, his striking is good. He's good all rounder. Mm-hmm. But a few weeks before, he fought a guy called Ross Nichols. Ross Nichols is a great place from him by me, and he is unreal, mm-hmm. in uh, no time limit, sub only, and they fought for 35 minutes. I've, I, I've rolled with Ross for five minutes and he said to me nine times, he's unreal. And then he only just lost Jack Grant, just lost to him. And in, and funny enough, he lost to Ross Nichols with a he look. And that guy, Yosef, how, how do you pronounce it, Chris?
3: Yassin Belhaj. Yassin
2: Belhaj. Three of his wins are by he look. So, it's a stupid fact too. And then Jack Grant, when I seen him fighting Ross, he lost by he look. So, there's a bit of a thing there, but yeah, I'm not going against Grant. I think Grant wins that. And I think, even though you all against me this afternoon, I think he fights Paddy for the title once my buddy emails signs for the UFC. There
0: we go. Good, good, uh, good analysis there. I'm going to go for Jack as well. Good, good fight there, all around there. And uh, yeah, that is four, in, four in the bag for Jack Grant for this one. So Miles is going for
1: Jack Grant as well. He thinks he gets it done in one.
2: Well, my thanks. mortgage is going in, in that case. My mortgage on it, my spot. Oh, Glenn, don't don't
0: put any more mortgages on anything, Glenn. <laughs> we're, in, we're, in, we're in another lockdown now, Glenn. You <laughs> on me? Keep the mortgage safe. Twenty
2: twenty,
0: yeah. Yeah, keep the MMA math under your act, Glenn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone act on today for the change look. I am going to act on for the change.
0: Oh, oh are rocking the rocking the new haircut, Glenn. Is that a Margaret, yeah. Glenn, you were on? Oh, uh-huh. a <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Chaos Williams.
0: Yeah. There yeah. <laughs> we go, the last fight of the car, Adam Wilson versus Wesley Meyer. Uh you come to you first for that one. What's, what's your predictions for Adam and Wesley?
1: Oh, this is so hard for me because I love both of these guys so much. Uh, really was so impressed with the way that Adam took that victory off of Scott Malone in his last fight just he 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 lost the the first round heavily and just the way that he took that took the back in that moment when how when and how he did was just absolutely sublime and i think he's absolutely outstanding but um Wesley Meyer trains at GB top team and to see how he's come on in his last few fights has been absolutely beautiful to watch and just to to see him he's flying knees and just I was at his last fight at Probellum and he he just looks he's he's a little bit like Rose Namayunis in in the way that he he just like kind of flows and you know all the people that think m m a is violent and all about people bleeding all over the canvas. I'd love to see them watch somebody like Wesley. It's almost like poetry so um he he's also lost to Jack Shaw in the past, but i mean i don't I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of, and I just think he's a different animal since he started training at g b top team. And with, with that team behind him, I'm I'm so sorry, Adam, because I, I love you dearly, but um, I'm going to go with Magic Maya. There
0: you go. Glenn Williams, predictions for this one?
2: Am I wrong? I think in my yesterday in last minute when he fought Tank. Yes, you did. Yeah. But, um, yes, I do know as much as, all, as I think Tank is awesome. I wouldn't judge him by that. And there's loads of hype about him. Loads of stuff I read on socials and everyone's raving about him. So, uh, then, um, you know, so that tells you then. And I love that them back take when he that went for the body kick with Adam Wilson as well. So I don't know what to call this myself, but um, I've gone for Wilson.
3: Wilson, there we go. One on one. Chris, round this one off for us, buddy. Um, I went for Wilson, but it was tough. It was really tough. And the, do you know what the deciding factor was? That um, Wesley Meyer seems to fight and win and lose in patches. So he wins two, he loses two, he wins two. And he's won his last two against Brian Creighton at uh, the last last win that Kate was talking about. So because he's won his last two, I think he's going to lose the next two. It's just a shame because he's a really, really good fighter to watch. <laughs> but that, that was how, how on the fence I was about it. Because yeah. in, in terms of skill set, Meyer looks amazing. But when you look at the way that Wilson's um, just progressed through his career and that he's just got better and better and that win against Scott Malone and Malone's a super talented fighter. Yeah. Um, to maintain that unbeaten record um, it's a very tough test for him but I think that Wilson will uh, just about come through. Yeah, He's I,
1: asked I, Jack Cartwright to keep the belt warm for him as well so
3: <laughs>
0: he's very
1: confident.
0: I'm going to go for Wilson as, well. go as well on this one and uh, yeah I think that's is that three to one for us uh, against Katie on yes. Four to one with Miles. <laughs> was, uh, Miles, Miles adding his votes uh, in again there as well. So thank you for that, Miles. Um, right, guys. There's a couple on the undercards we're going to talk about because this this undercard is pretty uh pretty insane. I'm going to come to you. I'm not sure which guys want to talk about which one, so I, I I'll start off and I'll just say Ben Ellis versus Kingsley Crawford. That's a real real big fight. Ben yeah. Ellis, of course, is another guy coming out of Wales. He fights over at the Mart Academy with Lou Long and Khalid. A lot of good guys come out of there. Uh, he's undefeated at the moment. He was obviously the Cage Warriors amateur champion in that division, and he's coming in with a lot of hype. He he's really is a, a good fighter. I've spoken to guys on Celtic Pride who he was training with in the build-up for this one, and they're all saying the same thing, that Ben Ellis is an absolute beast. So another guy to look out for, I think he's maybe going under the radar a little bit in Wales with, obviously, you've got like Oban Elliott, Jack Shaws, all these big fighters. But Ben is right up there with these guys, and he... He is another guy who's going to be, have to be reckoned with coming out of Wales. So, another big guy from our country. And he's, he's got a tough test in this one, though, because um, Kingsley Crawford, I've seen him a couple of times. I've watched him fight Obama. I've watched him fight Cage Warriors. And he, he really puts it all on the line. He's fit. He's very well rounded. And uh, Chris, you know a little bit more about, about Kingsley. What, what do you make of this matchup?
3: Do you know what? Um, I was going to say that. It's, this is a really, really good fight, and yeah. like it's gone under the radar. Um, so your your fellow Welshman uh, Ricky Wright just waxes lyrical about Ben Ellis. He loves him. He says yeah. about what a talented guy he is. And um, Ricky, you know, one, not wanting one to blow smoke too far up his backside, the guy knows Welsh MMA inside out. You know, he is Mister Wel- Welsh MMA even more than you, Lewis. Um, How do but...
1: you
3: um but like i said kingsley is so talented but the problem is it depends what kingsley comes out if you get kingsley at kingsley's best kingsley can beat virtually anyone he's in against Mm. um but kingsley doesn't always perform at his natural level um because he's just so well rounded it doesn't matter where the fight goes on his feet he's technically sound it doesn't matter if if you try and wrestle him um you know he knows exactly what he's doing take him to the ground his bjj is just proper legit so um, if he comes out as the Kingsley Crawford that I've seen, I, see, be, um, I, I remember watching him as an amateur against Scott Pederson. I think it was, a yeah. warrior
2: fight series. He went and played um, against Scott, yeah, in, in yeah.
3: Everfield. And, and Pedersen is is super talented as well. Um, and, and Kingsley just looked amazing against him. And every time I've seen Kingsley, you just get this complete polarisation of... Um, uh, a performance, but if it's Kingsley on fire, it's a tough night for Ben, definitely toughest challenge but if it's not, then Ben will run through him because he's very, very good
0: Yeah, very much looking forward to that fight, like a big, big fight mm-hmm.
1: so one you want to bring up Ben Ellis on our prospect show? Me? Yeah It yeah. was me I
2: was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Can, can, I, can I add a bit about Ben? Please? Yeah, go on Glenn. So, oh, you've got you got to give kudos to uh, the cage water setup in Wales at the moment, right? So, Tank was the headliner, then Oban's come through, and you know he's he's got everything. So, uh, sorry, Mason's running everything now, so he's going to sign for the UFC. I think if he wins or loses tomorrow Sunday, he, he will eventually, and Obama will come behind, and I think Ben will be behind him. Ben has no publicity, goes about his business, and he's got a massive following. Does he, he doesn't broadcast himself on social media? Just everyone loves him. I've trained with him, and I know how bloody good he is. He is quality. His wrestling, I I was at the time I think I was thirty five kilos heavier, and, and uh, he was on top of me. I I purposely tried not to do strength, but I I couldn't move by gym. I couldn't get an inch. His hips. He is so good. Um, his his boxing's crisp. He's tight. He's soft. He cooks his punches. Um, I I th- I think. And for his third fight, I think Crawford is a really tough fight for him. But I think when it, when he breezes through him, I think everyone's going to take notice and see him as a as a genuine contender in a couple of fights time. Yeah, a great definitely. fight. They'd like to see him fight. They'd like to fight the same fight, James Hendon. Yeah. That's Once cool. he beats Crawford him, and James Hendon. There will be a hell of a fight. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get Ben if he wins this fight against Kingsley. We're gonna get Ben Ben Ellis on straight after, I think, because he's yeah
2: yeah I have spoken <laughs>
0: about it. He's, he is keen. He does need a bit more publicity, so I think we we'd definitely get him on and maybe do him and Lou Long at the same time. I think that'll be, be a good show. So.
3: This isn't MMA Great. Wales, mate. It's MMA UK. <laughs> um,
2: if, if Where's the running things, things,
3: things, We, we get to see. <laughs> well, I love the fact that you missed out the, the trailblazers from uh, your, your breakdown because, come on, Brett John's won the uh, Cage Warriors belt, first of all, before Tank. Mm.
2: Didn't even mention
3: <laughs> him. Disgraceful.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he, he, he wasn't an headlining shows, and I said, Who he knows? He that's how he's getting it,
0: Chris. Don't, a... don't, don't listen to him, Glenn. He's a troublemaker. shit stirring. Oh, yeah, we've,
2: oh, we've, I've been training him a bit. he know? probably kicked my ass next. Week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next fight, uh, man. <laughs> I want to, you
0: know, because he's I, I know you're a big <laughs> guy fan, and uh, yeah, he's got a good fight coming up with George McManus on this undercard. I mean, what. What a stacked undercard this is! What what do you see it's from the, the most
1: card? insane undercard? Like I, I of the three nights, this is my my favorite fight card. Um, because yeah, I've got um another teammate that I want to talk about afterwards, but Ian Gary, who you all know that I've I've got my favorites, and I'm just besotted with everybody at Team KF. And I just think this guy is going places. So um, he's really struggled to to get fights. He's been, like, was supposed to be on that London card and he still had that moved to Manchester and he still hadn't been matched a week out. So in the end, Chris Fields pulled him from that. So I'm just really glad that he got matched and knew his opponent um, a couple of months out from this one. So... Um really, really, really excited to see him on the card. George, I didn't know that much about. I've had a good look into him and he hasn't fought for a couple of years. So um i d- yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure what to expect from him, but I just you know, he's Ian is one of them people that I just see his nickname is the future, and, and that's exactly what I see when I look at him. Um he's training with some some really great guys and I just think he's gonna go a long way and I'm so excited to see him back in there.
0: Yeah, big fight and uh what what was the next one you wanted to talk about as well, Kate? I know you want you want to mention another. I'll be really quick.
1: Going. Um yeah, I've got another teammate on the card, Lee Mitchell, who's fighting Nathan Fletcher and it's just gonna be such a good fight. Um they're they're very, very, very well matched. Um They've, they've both beaten Rico Biggs, who I love watching fight as well. Um, Nathan's three and O, Lee's three and one. In Lee's pro debut, in the opening exchange, he broke his hand against Liam Gittins, and um, it was it was over fairly quickly. But um, he he took a long time to recover from that injury, and now I just think he's exactly where he, he was always going to be, but just a little bit after we all thought it would be. So this is definitely the stage that Lee deserves to be on. I'm so excited to see him on there. Um, I'm absolutely buzzing to see him put on a show and to be matched against somebody else who's a really, really good guy, um, whoever walks away with the win. Obviously, I'm going to go for Lee on that one, but whoever walks away from the win is going to have something really special on their record.
0: Yeah, and with Nathan as well, I got to give a shout out to him because he's another graduate of these Cage Warriors. Yeah, titles
1: he's a great guy as well.
0: He fought a couple of those. He tra- obviously a teammate of Paddy Pimlet up in Liverpool, and uh, yeah. he he won that down in Cardiff. Looked absolutely amazing, and he's really gone on from there. So big shout out to Nathan Fletcher as well. A Really talented young guy coming out of Liverpool, and you know this this like you said is is two young guys who, who really want it. So an- another great fight, another great fight on this undercard, and uh, yes. Yeah. I suppose that brings us nicely then on to the Saturday card, which is Cage Warriors 116 on the 26th of September. I think for, for me, and Glenn, this is definitely the one we're both most looking forward to. Obviously, this is going to be headlined by Mason Jones against Adam Proctor for the vacant welterweight title. Obviously, um, Dalby has gone to UFC. Ross Houston has gone over to Bellator. So we've got an empty, empty title belt. Grace McKay is <laughs> yeah,
1: gone
0: to UFC. And that's left none other than uh, lightweight champion Mason Jones and Adam Proctor. Obviously, if Mason gets the win here, he is going to be, I believe he's going to be the first since Conor McGregor to do two titles at once. Um, obviously, we did have Soren who had two titles, but he vacated the one before he went down. So it's a, it's a huge achievement if he can do it. Mason is obviously super talented, coming in with a huge amount of hype after his last win, uh, a, a stoppage win for the belt in Manchester just before lockdown went on. And uh, like like Glenn said earlier, this guy's coming up with so much hype. He's, he's really nasty, loves to get a finish, loves to strike. And he's a black belt in jujitsu as well. So for me, I, I, I'm i going to give my prediction straight away here tonight. Uh, I've got to go for Mason Jones in this one. I just think he's he's trained so hard. He works so meticulously with his team in every area that I've got to give him the nod in this one. And uh, Glenn, I'll come to you next. How do you, how do you see this one going? Get, Give us, give us your technical breakdown on uh, Mason Jones and Adam Proctor, Glenn.
2: Just a pre-warn you, I haven't wrote anything down for this one, right? Because uh, I'm just going to go on my knowledge for the old card, right? But Liam Mason probably not going like, to like me saying this. He's a very clever boy, right? He took time out to do boxing. He, you know, Everything is all focused on go, on doing MMA. If you watch him train and watch him sparring, it's quite boring. He wrestles, he grinds, he does the unseen dirty work. But he knows that on the fight night, what sells tickets, more in places, is striking. I'm confident a couple of his fights has gone the distance that he's been throwing bombs and trying to make it entertaining. He could have easily took him down, could have easily wrestled and bored them. I'm confident he don't, because he wants to be exciting. That's that's the type of guy he is. I mean, he's a, he's a black belt at judo, he's a black belt of BJ, he's a black belt of kickboxing, and he's a pro boxer. What more credentials do you need to go to the UFC? I, I, th- I think He's gonna. I think he's gonna need a lot of them against that uh, proctor mind. That being said, I still think he walks through. Mm.
0: And Mason as well. He's been trained in Ireland with Rhys McKee for this one. He's um, yeah. obviously he's, he's done a lot of sparring out with Reese, a lot of good training out there, and uh, he's up for this one. He's really up for it. He wants to take that take that little bit of history. I think in this one, doesn't he, Glenn?
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely and like even before lockdown he's always gone everywhere to train he's all he doesn't even know stone a stone unturned. him. he's got obviously stuff like that costs and he's he's always been able to so you know for me evidence built this moment and he is how can i put it he's a pressure fighter as well if i better under the pressure you've only got to see Bre mccollogan i mean you know if he finished mcollogan who was really really highly ranked um in the, in the first round who does that to him um so yeah i i, I just think i just think when the pressure is on, I think he rises to the occasion. And uh, I, I just think he's going to finish him early. I'm going to go second on finish.
0: Brilliant. And Chris, I mean, I want to come to you next because obviously you've got us two Welsh guys blabbing on about Welsh fighters, giving our, giving our bias predictions probably. But what, what do you make of this fight? And what do you think about Mason stepping up a weight as well? Because Adam's no joke. He's, a, he's bigger than Mason. He's a, he's a real well Mason. I think is definitely a lightweight moving forward after this fight. Regardless of what what the result is, uh, do you think it's dangerous for him moving up a weight?
3: Yeah, but it's a big lightweight, though, isn't he? You know, you watch him up, up against um, his, his peers when he's just been blasting through the division. He's just an absolute mountain of a guy. So um, it's difficult because Proctor's been—he's on a seven-fight win streak—and um, mm. there's a lot of noise made about Proctor maybe three or four years ago. Um, I don't know whether it's confidence issues or not. He doesn't seem to have, even though he's had these wins, he doesn't seem to have progressed to the level that was probably expected of him uh, three or four years back. Is it um, Alex Edelman he trains with up at SPG in the in the Northeast?
1: Yeah, it is.
3: Yeah, he's his little prodigy, isn't he? Um, Proctor reminds me of like a, a, a British Rory McDonald. Um, he's just got a, a complete skill set, but he doesn't seem to, any personality he has, he's very introvert and he doesn't seem to ex- exude that which doesn't seem to lend himself to the MMA audience, I suppose, which is a shame because in terms of skills, you know, he's, he's brilliant. You look at the people he's beaten, he's beaten a heap, who's who around Europe only lost was to um, your, your Welsh guy, Aaron Khalid back in 2015. Um, his BJJ is absolutely top class, but Mason comes in with this aura of confidence about him, which has been built up through deserved victories Um I think that he's just going to be quicker and stronger and faster at well away. I don't think it's actually going to be a bad thing for him to to fight closer to what looks around will be his, his walk-around weight. And like Glenn said, the, the win against Joe McColgan, you know, I remember watching McColgan just take apart Peter Queeley and Bama um, when he, no one even knew who he was. Um, Jones has beaten some amazing guys to get to where he is, and I do think he's going to be UFC-bound very shortly. It's, it's not going to be a walk-through, certainly won't be easy against Proctor, but i probably side with you Welsh guys and say that Mason Jones will um will be a champ champ. There we go. So
0: that, that, that's three for Mason Jones and Mason the dragon there. Keith I want to come to you lastly, obviously your good friend Lewis Mason. Uh <laughs> <laughs> would you like to follow how would you see this fight with Mason going against Adam?
1: I'm I'm going for Jones as well, but I hope people will appreciate what an amazing feat that is because I do think that that Proctor is outstanding and I think Part of the reason he doesn't get the accolades he deserves is going back to what you said, Chris, and the fact that he doesn't kind of exude the same kind of, not personality, but just... I, was, I saw a post from him the other day saying he needs to get better at social media, um, and he, he hasn't posted anything before that he's not gobby on the mic, and I think people like that tend to go under the radar. So while I am going for for Mason, I, I hope that people appreciate... like. What a ridiculously exciting fight this is to have on the card. And and the fact that, yeah, it's not going to be a walk in the park.
0: Yeah, and Mason's promised fireworks as well. So, you know, if he's saying that, like Glenn said, he wants to do it, I, th- I think there's definitely going to be an exciting matchup there for us.
2: It's, it's not yeah. just topping the bill, sadly. It's topping the old trilogy in it. So, you know, yeah. yeah. After, after having three, yeah. three big week nights and then to, to finish that, he's going to finish on a could yeah. potentially be his last cage where it's like, so he's not going to go in and be a tragic taken down and board him. He's going to go throw caution to the wind and go for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that brings us on then to another title fight on that, on that Saturday card. Uh, Morgan Charrier versus Max Koga for the vacant featherweight title. Um, Chris, I'll come to you first on this one, buddy. What, what do you see from this
3: one? I see Morgan Charrier literally drilling through Max Koga. Um, look at what Morgan Charrier did to Dean Truman and Truman's legit... Um but Koga looks good on paper. It's twenty twenty-two, six and one. Um, but this is just set uh, for Charrier and um it wouldn't surprise me to see Charrier then headline a Cage Warriors event in France um yeah. early next year.
0: Yeah, I think that's what what's on the cards though, look a bit, in not it? So def- definitely a favorite there for Charrier, I think. And Katie, do you agree with that?
1: Well, I did 100% agree with that. That was literally exactly what I would have said until we had Aidan Stephen on the Cage Warriors special late show and he was saying that he thinks a lot of what went wrong for Dean Truman in the fight with Morgan was um, the weight cut and obviously he moved up straight after that, so I don't know if there's any truth in that or what Aidan knew, Um, but then I started looking through Max Koga's record, and like it looks impressive, but like the, he's he's a lot of those losses aren't recent. One of them's to Lance Palmer, who obviously went on to win like the million dollars in PFL, like it was in that that tournament. So I I I'm still gonna go for Morgan Chariot, but I'm less confident than I was, and I'm putting that down to everything that Aidan said on the show. <laughs> But now he's coming back about it. into
3: it. He'd never listen to Aiden. What? Look at Aiden's timeline, and he, and he, if, he's if you watch him put, yeah, it's betting for the UFC. Definitely don't put your mortgage on that. I wouldn't even put your pocket money <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Aiden as well. Glenn, Glenn <laughs> yeah. what, Glenn,
0: what did you see on this one? Any, anything different from that?
2: No, like, like you said about uh, Morgan. I think it was Morgan that I thought would be that the ninety-eight, UFC fighter. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to him headline uh, a show in France, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah I think, I think Morgan, got huge um, following. Truman, yeah, you look at his social media, like everything is written about him. Like, and uh, he's loved, and that's a big part again to the UFC now. I know it shouldn't be, it should all be about skill and talent, but it's about you marketing yourself as well, isn't it? He's got a great yeah, to for Morgan like as well. As much as Max is obviously experienced, he's been in with some great guys, I think Morgan will, um, will finish him. There you
0: go. Eighty thousand. Yeah, not good. No, it's not
2: bad as <laughs> this. It? it's not bad at of them right?
0: <laughs> Kieran Lister versus Tom Moons. Then Keith Hunter, I come to you first. Did for you give it. your
1: prediction, Lewis?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm going with uh, Sherry as well. I think. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do the business, that you said. That that fight against Truman. He, he looks like the real deal. So. Oh,
1: it's insane!
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go with him for that one and there's a lot of pressure on that fight as well. You know, there's a lot of hype on Twitter from Dean. Dean was obviously talking a lot. Dean, very, very talented guy. So for for me, I think that that is his. And, you know, Max Koga, I think it's going to be either a long night or a very short night for him in this one. But yeah, Morgan. And then as Chris said, I think he's going to go and headline that card over in Paris or another part of France, whenever he was able to get over sometime next year. Um, but yeah, the, the next one then is Kieran Lister versus Tom moons a, a good fight there, Katie. I'm coming to you for that one.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Tom moons Um. He was he was the guy that I interviewed after. Um. He was supposed to fight on Bellator, and he didn't get his doctor sign off to say that yeah. his his weight was in the right place in time. So he ended up signing for Cage Warriors after that. He was supposed to fight Dylan Logan on Bellator. Um, he's lost to some really great guys. So although his record doesn't look great at six and four, he's, he's really he's lost to Micah Kandeo, Aidan Lee, um, and Kieran Nista, I don't know as well. But he, he's beaten one of the people that Tom's lost to, if you're going to go by MMA maths like my good friend Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm leaning towards Tom Burns on this one and his experience.
3: Chris, I come, come to you next to this one, but Tom,
0: Tom, and Kieran, who,
3: who are you picking? Well, I know Tom because he trains at BST as well. Um, so, um, Tom was 5 0, and, and then he fought against Aiden Lee. And Aiden's a big rangy stri- uh, fighter, and it's a really, really close decision. Um, I, it could have gone either way. I think it was round two, which uh, could have gone either way. Um, and he, he ended up losing the, the decision 29 28. But um, the next fight against Akondo that Katie mentioned, um, Tom posted as he, as Eckendale you know, uh, Airlines, he picked him up, carried him across the cage, went to slam him down as he always does. And Avalon, Tom right? Yeah, and he, he dislocated his elbow. Um, and from there, he just, it, it, you see him in training, he's still an absolute beast. Him and his twin brother, um, they go at it. They really go at it and they they give all of the youngsters um, in the gym um, including uh, the very talented Jordan Vucenic, who we're going to talk about later. Um, you know, they give him proper rounds. Um, but Tom has lost four of his last five. Um, but he's fought against really, really high level fighters as well. Um, if Kieran can keep Tom out range, then it's not going to be a great night for Tom because Tom, when it's, whilst the striking is really powerful, he doesn't strike well at a distance. He's better, he's better close in, uh, dirty boxing. But if Tom gets hold of Kieran, and Tom's going to just just chuck him around like a rag doll because it's just the way he is. So I'll always back Tom because he's my boy. You know, I like Tom, uh, Tom and his brother, Richard. Um, so I'll back Tom simply off the fact that he's a, a BST guy and I really, really want him to win.
0: Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm going to back Tom as well for this one. Like you said, with Cabo fighters he's got with him. Um, I'm going to keep it simple. I, I'm going to go for a, a Tom... Tommy's win on this fight there. Glenn Williams, last but not least, what, what's your prediction for this fight?
2: Tom. I'm not really sure of them much. I watched them, I've seen them both fight and uh, I knew both the records, but I'm not sure about these styles, but I'm just gonna go Tom.
0: Yeah. Um and this brings us on to our next fight. Now I, do you know what I've literally just read this on the card, right? And I I read all the fights when they came out initially. And this one, there's so many good fights I forgot about I know. And I am him right now and I'm like, oh, my God, this is such an insane fight. And it is Paul Hughes versus Aiden Stephen. We've got uh, two absolutely <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> fairways going out here. This, this could, to me, I know obviously I'm a, a hardcore fan, but to me, this could headline like a, a smaller show for Cage Warriors. Yeah. So good. You've got Paul Hughes, who's coming in off his tremendous win streak, just looked like an absolute animal. But then on the other hand, you've got Scotland's Aiden Stephen, who... You know, he's, he's looked the real deal. Obviously, he took a loss to Steve Able a couple of months back. Uh, he's got a win since. But this, this guy looks absolutely insane as well. I, I definitely think Aiden is a little bit further up the ladder in his career, a little bit, you know, further along in terms of time. But at the same time, Paul Hughes looks like the real deal. Every time we've seen him fight, he just gets better and better. He's so physically strong. How old
2: is he? Yeah, I don't
0: know his age. But, I mean, these two, yeah. these two guys are absolutely in, insane and for me I'm going to predict an Aiden Stephen decision but I'm not confident because both of these guys are so good they're both so talented this you know what I I completely forgot about this fight but this could be one of the fights of the trilogy as well this this could be my third my third outside bet for um Paul Hughes Aiden Stephen this could be one of the fights of the trilogy I think it's an insane insane fight and I'm really looking forward to this one actually yeah. Uh, Katie, I come to you for this one, because I know you you felt the same way as well. Who do who you see winning this one, and what sort of fight are we going to have from these two boys?
1: I think it will be super exciting. There is so much hype behind Paul Hughes. Um, just all of the Irish media obviously get excited about all their up-and-coming talent, but there's the kind of hype behind him that kind of comes out of gyms, comes out of knowing who people are training with and what they can do with them in training, and for him, it's a massive step up in competition. Um, so people will really get to see with Paul whether, you know, whether it is hype or whether it's the real deal. And I think it's the real deal that he's fighting Aiden Stephen, who is just a beast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I just, oh, I'm so, so, so excited for, for this fight. I'm, I'm going with Aiden um the the other thing is they've both been in like you know Aiden's never in a boring fight. All of Paul's fights have been highlight reels so far it's it's i mean it's just gonna be epic, and I can't wait for it and just like you say, you forget about some of these fights because the whole cards are just absolutely insane. And yeah, it's just one that I'm really, really looking forward to. I'm gonna go Aiden. Um but I I I think it's gonna be far from an easy night for him.
0: Yeah, Glenn, how do you see this one, buddy? I
2: don't think it's gonna be another highlight at all, but I do, do think uh, I'm gonna go Paul Lewis a bad decision.
0: Yeah. Anything else why I or are you just, just going for the, the simple one for this one?
1: I think he's frozen. Yeah, I
3: think Glenn's <laughs> frozen.
0: So Chris, I'll I'll come straight. I'll pass that straight over to you, Chris. Paul Hughes with Aiden Stephen.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with Aiden, the degenerate Stephen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's awesome. He's, he's such a good guy, but he's he's such a silky smooth, talented fighter. And I'm even going to say second round, to, uh, second round submission for Aiden Stephen as well. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm back, back, back. You're
1: back.
0: You're back, Ben. And, and you know, with saying this as well, how good both guys are, like. I, I think Aiden's just about going to scrape through. I think it's going to be a really, really close fight. I think it's going to be maybe one of the fights of the of the trilogy. If Paul does beat Aiden, I mean, how good does that mean he is? Do you know what I mean? Oh that's my
1: god, a, yeah.
0: That's another thing we're, we're not talking about here. Glenn, do you have anything you want to add? Obviously, you froze just before that then.
2: Yeah, I, I forgot to knock my Wi-Fi on, so I've been using my data, but that's not my Wi-Fi <laughs> on. went off, so I'm going to keep on my data. Um. Yeah, but Paul is. I think the the new crop they got coming out of Ireland, and I think the new crop of we've got in general are, 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 just, are just a different breed a minute. Um, so I'm going to go Paul Lewis by decision, and I don't think it's going to be a spectacle of a fight. I think it's going to be, they're going to cancel each other out a bit. Uh, technically, it's going to be good, but for the untrained day I think it's going to be quite boring probably. So I'm going to go yeah. Paul Lewis on, um, on his decision. Yeah,
1: oh, well up for that. So MMA Scotland said, "Good luck to Aiden, Stephen, and our adopted son Luke Shanks and Pete and Knox." Said Aiden's gonna fuck him up. Well, Luke Shanks
3: <laughs> isn't fully adopted. Luke Shanks's dad's Scottish, so he is a Scot, really.
1: Yeah. And Miles yeah. is going for Aiden as well.
0: Yeah, thank you, Miles. Uh, Chris Miles, I'm going to start off for you for this next fight. Another, another good fight: Sam Creasy versus Nicholas LeBlond. What What do you see in this one?
3: I've watched Sam throughout his career, interviewed him quite a few times. Love that guy. Um, He's such a beautiful fighter to watch. Um, He just epitomises what a martial artist is. puts his entire life into it. He's just been so unlucky. He's just been caught a couple of times in his career. But when you see Sam at his best, um, like when he fought Paul Marin, um, Sam Creasy is an absolute danger for anyone. And I'm just praying that this is Sam's time. Um, Because I... You know, I think that early, as we said earlier on, the 125 division is really, really strong. Um, we've got the title fight where Luke should, you know, we, we said that Luke should win. Um, but then we've got the Jake Hadley fight versus Shaj Hak. Um Sam, I think, is also in the mix, probably after the 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 Hadley winner. Um so it probably needs to uh, it's he's gonna beat Nicholas LeBron. LeBron's not for anyone uh anywhere near Sam's ability. Sam's won four of his last six, um, still trains with Kev Capel, who's one of the best BJJ guys in the country, RJ Bucks. Um he's moved job now, he's actually a coach at the fight clinic in Bucks, um Sam. So um, you know, he's he's, he's getting a he's he's getting a, another level of training across there as well. So um I can see Sam making himself 12 and 3 and then probably having a title eliminator fight um, afterwards. But I'd love to see Sam with that belt around his waist because he deserves it. You know, he's just one of the best people in MMA. He's such a nice, lovely fella. Um, and yeah, you just want to see nice things happen to nice people. So yeah. 100% team samurai. Yeah, there we go. I, I'm
0: not too familiar with Nicolas blonde, I'll be honest. So I'm, I'm going to go with Sam just on the knowledge I've got of him and, and seeing the people that he's fought and the level he's competed at. So I, I'm going to go with Sam with you on that one there, Chris. Uh, Glenn Sledge, what, what's your thoughts on this one, LeBlond versus Chrissy?
2: Oh, I've made it no uh, secret that I'm not a fan of watching the one 25s but I like watching Sam Chrissie. I think he's, like you said, Chris, he, he's you just got a ruler about him as an MMA fighter. Um, I like, like, like I said earlier, but his fight with Dez, um, you know, you know, if you can watch our and not enjoy either watching one of them two after that, then you shouldn't be watching an enemy. Anyway. Um, mm. so yeah, I'm gonna go Sam Casey again. I don't know much about the quest, but um, I'm a big Sam fan, so I'm hoping he wins. There we go.
0: Katie
1: I actually think that he's got a lot of people to watch that division. I think he's like again, I, I totally yeah. agree, he makes it easy to be a fan and um. I think everybody's heart's broken for him when he's he's lost those two title fights. And like Chris said, for that reason, I think he'll probably be behind. Even if he wins this one, he's going to need one more before he gets his title shot again, just because he's had to. But I think everybody, every neutral out there is is going to want to see him with the belt round his waist. He just seems like a... A beautiful person, he's a lovely martial artist to watch and um yeah i again, I don't know anything about Nicholas Leblonde other than looking up his his record and and he just doesn't seem certainly on paper to be on Sam's level, plus, has Sam not got the best fight name <laughs> all right I've, I've even got
3: I've even got a samurai tattoo I would say no, it's right. four...
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you go but also, can I, can, I give a shout, can I give a shout out to Sam's daughter Mila, who is probably one of the funniest four year olds that I've ever seen on social media? <laughs> that kid is just hilarious. Goulash. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that is the last of our three main cards. Obviously, um, that was going to be starting at 7 on Fight Passer. A hell of a card, guys. Don't, don't miss that one, I would say. It's, it's going to be great. And uh, we've got a couple on the undercard again we want to talk about. And uh, I think it's, we've, got, we've got a little bit of extra interest here for both katie Hand and chris emmanuel <laughs> in, in the fight that's going to be headlining in the pro prelims these these sort of seven uh, sorry, at 6 30 and uh the top of this card is going to be of course steve diddy congable versus jordan bashenik uh, katie i'll come to you first because i know i know how close you are with steve You're your training partner you're you're a big fan of his you you always kind of follow him and do the interviews with steve what what, what do you make of this fight and uh how do you see it going I don't know why I'm I'm asking really because uh,
1: (laughs) I'll (laughs) answer. Yeah, you could answer for me, I know, but um I was really excited to see this matchup. I really love Jordan and I I have to say in pretty much any other matchup I'd be wanting him to win. I would really like his style, um, I like his manner, um, and I think he's a great fighter. And um for Steve, I, I felt like when I when I spoke to him, he he was maybe hoping for an opponent a bit closer to the title because I think for Jordan it's a step up in competition for him, and I don't know. Maybe Steve feels like they're treating him as a bit of a gatekeeper in this fight almost. Um, but I think he's going to show. I I think that Jordan's going to go on to to great things. But I think it will be after this fight. I think Steve's got too much experience. He's got a point to prove, um, and I I just see him having too much. He he also you know feels hard done by by the decision in his last fight, and I I think that he's going to go out there and. Again, he's somebody who's never in a boring fight. Um, and, yeah, I absolutely love him. I've got to go with my boy, Steve. There we go. Uh,
0: before I give to you, Chris, Manuel, I just want to point out something Peter Knox is leaving in the comments. Uh, <laughs> he's saying Chris and Katie should bet and lose it as a forfeit on this fight. I, I'm definitely up to that. You know, I, I, I would definitely back the loser to do a forfeit in this one. I think, guys, maybe leave, leave something in the comments or, or maybe we decide amongst ourselves. Anyway. suggestions. We'll, we yeah,
3: and we will decide amongst ourselves after the suggestions come in. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see I'm Katie confident. embarrass herself on TV. I'm yeah.
1: confident. There
3: we go. So
0: we'll, we'll, we'll think about that one. Guys, forfeits for these two guys. Uh, and Chris Emmanuel, I know we
2: had... Can Jordan. I decide it? <laughs> yeah, you can say something. <laughs> I reckon the loser... Yeah dresses up as the other person for the next Late Show. Chris's got to wear a blonde wig and act like Katie with a, with a glass of wine and you've got to draw a beard on <laughs> for the next Late Show. And, and you've shake got to my head. A, a, a talk. <laughs> or chuck Simon on, didn't it?
3: Yeah. I, I think we can do better than that, Glenn. i got to be big honest. Big massive
2: wine glass, Chris, I can, say, can see
3: you now. If you do blackface though, Katie, it's not going to win well for you in your career.
1: If
3: Chris has going to drink
0: a glass of wine that big, I don't think it's going to end well for him either, so... I, <laughs> I, I <work laughs> in the
3: same industry, don't underestimate me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Let> <laughs> Chris, Agreed. I want to talk to you next, because I know Jordan obviously popped up on the chat earlier, so mm-hmm. apologies kept you waiting so long for this, Jordan. Uh, if you have gone to bed, come up, rewind it tomorrow and watch this one, but I want to hear your man, Chris Emmanuel, talk about you in this one, and and how do you see him getting on against a veteran in Steve Inglewood?
3: First time I saw Jordan Vucinic, he was 19 years old, and he strolled into Battle Arena 40-something or other in a nightclub in Leicester. Walked in entirely on his own, no corner whatsoever. Fought against Jeff Agundo, who's just an absolute beast of a man. Jeff spent the first round just doing his usual, just trying to completely overwhelm him. And he got this 19-year-old kid who looks, looks like he's just strolling in and off the street. to so Soak up the pressure. Take it and then just obliterate Jeff throughout the rest of the fight. Um, you fast forward um, four and a half years. Jordan's been training at BST with um, JB Graham, who's one of the best Muay Thai coaches in the world. You know JB's taken people like Timmy Thomas around the world. Um, you've got um, you're training with Danny Batten, who in my opinion is the most underrated MMA coach on the planet. That guy has literally got the, the best MMA. He's, he's got the worst brain in, in actual life because he's probably the biggest deviant <laughs> I've ever met in my life. However, MMA-wise, MMA he is just an absolute encyclopedia of knowledge. He is he's so, so good. Jordan's been working with Big Lucas, Lucas Lepianka um, on his BJJ. He's been working specifically on his strength and conditioning. Um, now, Jordan used to um, balloon up in weight. He used to go up to, to the 80s in between fights. Not anymore. Jordan sits around 70- 70, 70, 72, um, yet he's still got this frame. and uh, J.B. posted a picture recently of, uh, of Jordan three years ago where he's got this little um, you know straight frame. Now Jordan's just this cut, yeah, this cut man who is just astounding. So I've watched him for years every morning. He, uh, every Saturday morning he has his session with J.B. Um, from seven till nine, and I take my little girl in to have her one-to-one with J.B from nine till 10. So we always arrive early. We watch Jordan and I've never seen anyone move like him. Um, He is the best talent that is in the UK at the moment. He is absolutely going to the UFC and he's absolutely going to the top of the UFC. I've got absolutely no doubt about it whatsoever. This kid is that good. Um, He's never been to a nightclub. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He's just dedicated his entire life to MMA. And yeah, you know, Steve Amable's a great guy. He's a really talented fighter. Um, But, you know, Jordan's fought great guys. He fought Common Day, he fought Rashid um, uh, Has. He he beat Sharb Yusuf um, in their, their pro debuts. Um, he's fought on ACBs, fought with Gladiators, fought on Cage Warriors. He's not an underdog when it comes to experience at all. Um, you know, Steve has had more fights, and he's older than him. But Steve isn't going to get anywhere near Jordan. Jordan's got. It's, Jordan is better than Steve in every single department. That kid is absolutely amazing. Steve is brilliant. I apologise to Steve. This isn't a slight on him because Steve is a really, really good fighter. But Jordan is just something else. So um, I'll take that bet. I'll absolutely take that bet. I do not have to buy a blonde wig. Katie has to shave her hair and she has to blackface.
0: There you go, Chris. You've you've really, you've really hyped me for that fight now. So big shout out to Jordan, Steve. That's that's going to be hell, but you—you've you've really hyped me up for this one now. Jordan, and, uh,
1: I'll be on your I side mean. for every fight after this going yeah, forward. I promise. I Honestly. am a fan. Usually, I promise. I promise.
0: Yeah, we're really looking forward to this one now, guys. So, thank you for that, Chris. You—you've you've definitely done a good job hyping that one, and you've definitely got a job uh,
3: done a good job hyping Jordan as well. So, best luck to both guys there. Uh, and, uh, I wouldn't blow smoke up his ass if I didn't believe it. Honestly, yeah, it's, no, a little, it's a cocky little git, but. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, a, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like an English Oban Elliott. He's, he's cocky, he's brash, but he's very likable. And yeah. he's got the full package, I kid.
0: Yeah, fair play. And Katie, okay, there's one more question I just want to pitch to you because we've just spoke about a lot of fights. You know, we've been going now an hour and 37 minutes, a, a long time, a lot of great fights on this card. But Joe Barton, the, yeah. he's, put a, he's put a spanner in the works and said, Any women fights? Is, as far as I can see, there's no women fights on these three cards. Uh, wh- what's your take on that?
1: I must say, I was so blown away by the the cards that I I hadn't actually noticed until he pointed it out. But um, I guess it's no surprise that, you know, there aren't, now that Corey's left um, Cage Warriors and... I think
2: Corey was the only signed woman. Yeah, so
1: they they definitely need to, to sign some female talent. But... Just look at how difficult it was for them to get fights for the girls that they have had. Um, so yeah, it, it. I'm I'm not that surprised when I think about it. But it would be great to see them sign some some more talent. But it's it's a great reason why Corey's not on any of these cards. Is because she's signed to the UFC yeah. and she's got her debut in November. So um, yeah, they've done. I, I-
2: I Think in the next year or two, you're going to see the, the crop of um, I, I apologize, I forgot the second name. What's Joe the one who coaches the English women's team?
1: Yeah, um, oh my gosh,
2: uh, she's done an amazing job! So, I think you're going to see the crop of them youngsters come through. One cage warriors are going to snap at most of them, along with my old team, Mitch Steph. I mean, there, there is a big market for all them now. I'm this. As, as five years ago, they didn't have that setup, but now the setups coming through, and I think the females within the next year or two are really going to start taking on the local and European stages around this, and they're going to see more women's fights on shows.
1: Chris, yeah, I, know, I don't know what. Oh, sorry, go on,
0: yeah. I say, I know, I know, You obviously do a little bit behind the scenes with obviously battle arena, so you know, you know a little bit more about it than me. But what, how difficult is it to sort of match women on cards these days?
3: You know, at, at a particular level, especially. Mm very the 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 problem is there is there is talent in the uk there's some really really big talent and i think kate you interviewed chanel died didn't you quite recently um that girl is just mint you know she is so so good but there isn't a big enough talent pool and with the way that the world is at the moment with the um the pandemic and issues with flights and people coming in and out and the testing that needs to be done because cage warriors have been very vocal about the fact they're doing the testing as well for people um it's you need to have the world reopen again. And across Europe, there's a hell of a talent pool of women. You know, I, I used to manage Marlin Hermansen up until very recently, and we picked her up from, you know, Erdofer, which is just a very small regional show and took her into Bellator. Um, you know, we struggled to, to get Marlin fights as well at one point. Um, but then you look at across in Sweden, you've got Anna Asfik, who's a, um, a former IMAF European and world champion. Um, there's uh, Ellen Oberg as well over there. Um, Millie, oh, I can't remember her surname, there's, there's, there's a whole sweep of girls over there, but you try and get them over here for a UK card, no at the moment. You're mm. going to struggle to get them to, up until last weekend, you couldn't even travel from Sweden without having a two-week quarantine in the UK before being able to go anywhere. That's, that's, that's just not financially viable for cage warriors um, who can't even have a crowd come into the venue to watch it to actually cover some of the cost of the show. So um, it, I can understand why they haven't got female fighters on there at the moment, but um, I think when the world reopens, they, they probably will. Because, you know, they, they've been good with, with bringing female fighters through as well. You know, can't yeah. be a testament to that. Um, and Ian Dean has got a hell of an eye for talent. If you see someone who's good, he will snap them up and he'll find them yeah. fights. You know, we had Marlin on Cage Warriors um, out, out in Sweden a few years ago. I think it was a pro debut, actually. We had her out there. Um, so they treat, they understand the women's market very well. They match very well, like they always do across every single, um, every single male weight category as well so um yeah it's, i don't think it's, it's also I mean, tons
1: of talent on the academy cards that's where chanel mm. dyer's had a load of her fights at cage warriors academy southeast so a lot of those do feed through to to cage warriors and i can think of three or four girls that that are fighting on just the southeast card that could go on to to cage warriors
3: but, but like you politics. say there's a politics yeah. as well, you know, because the, there's there's a limited number of females who are fighting at a certain uh, got a certain level of ability. A lot of them do train together, or their coaches get them to train with each other, and then you start to have this reticence to actually compete with each other unless it's for something really worthwhile. Um, now, just featuring, you know, featuring on a cage warrior's card is a great thing, f- uh, full stop. But unless it's actually going to progress their career, if it's just a one-off fight, they're not necessarily going to want to fight someone that they've trained and sparred with and who knows them inside out. They're going to want to have um, people from outside come in to, to fight with them. So until you can actually have international travel again, I think we are going to struggle to see the, the women's divisions in the UK get the attention that they deserve. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I, I think most I people, as I say, we're really looking forward to getting more women on these cards in the future. And I've seen mm-hmm. the girls getting they compete because they really do bring it. And you know, we're seeing that at UFC now. I think we'll, like, like Glenn said, I think we'll see it uh, in the coming months as well. But, Guys, that, that's been a lot of fights. Before. Can I mention
1: one more fight, Lewis? I know I'm breaking all the rules.
0: Go on, can You mention it now.
1: I'm so sorry. Joshua Romaldi, um is fighting Jack Collins on the undercard on Saturday as well. And that's just another fight that's going under the radar. But um, I don't know why um, Joshua's been out for um, a while. I wanted to get him on for an interview, but just completely ran out of time with all these zillions of cards that are going on at the moment. But um I see him having a, a very good and emphatic night on, on the Saturday of cage warriors. And he's one to look out for. We had him on the rock card. He He's um, a spectacular talent. So yeah. Shout out to him.
0: I agree. There we go. Guys, I want to just come last question. Glenn Williams, I'll come to you first. What, uh, What's your thoughts on these three cards? How much are you looking forward to it? And what, what's your fight of, the, fight of the trilogy going to be?
2: Um, fight of the trilogy. I'm going to have to say Mason and Proctor, but Richardson and, and, and then That That's that's what I've marked in my book, because fight the fight the trilogy. So I'm going to stick by that one.
0: Yeah. And Caden, uh, same question for you. What, what, and, what are you most looking forward to for this one? I'll go on, Glenn, finish off first. Ooh, you, you You,
2: know oh, I, I don't want to sound like um. Mm. It builds up quite well, then it? That's off. It's, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah,
3: it's yeah. No, this
2: this put all fire, This murder. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I I think it's it's a credit to Ian Dean again. it's that the build up? They build it up and build it up. I would like to put Grant a bit further on the Saturday because I think um, even though. You know, he's his top of a good card on a Friday. I think he's for me. He's one of the most exciting there. But they build it up and then they finish with the fights as they go on the Saturday. That that's that's just going to add to the to the whole thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Katie, what's what are you look, looking forward to, and what overall, how excited are you for these three nights of MMA? I
1: can't. I can't put it into words how excited <laughs> I am. I literally can't. It's it's Better than all my Christmases come at once. Like, after having no MMA for such a long time, I just think, you know, I'm really excited for the Bellator cards coming up, and there's yeah. some really great fights on those. But for me, you go through, and look, like we've had to pull how many fights off the undercard to talk about because we just can't not. Like they, they just all every time there's been an announcement, it's absolutely blown my socks off. So, I, d- I find it really, really hard to pick one fight. But after hearing Chris talk about Jordan like that, I'm gonna go for Stephen Jordan's fight as my fight of the trilogy.
0: Yeah, play, play. for me, like, I just to echo what you said, they all Christmas has come at once at the moment after. <laughs> I haven't any cage wars for a while. And I can't even pick a, a main fight, I don't think, now. Listen, i got to go for a top three. And my top three is Frederick and Jamie Richardson. Uh, Paul Hughes and Aiden Stephen and Mason Jones. And uh, Adam Proctor, I think, is one of those three fights. You know you've know, you got a lot of good fights coming up when you've got to pick a top three for fighting. fight. Yeah. Like three cards, I'll go for three fights that I think got a chance of being the the best day And uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. Chris, I'll give it off to you on this one, buddy. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts?
3: Um, for me, obviously, my, my fight of the trilogy has got to be Jordan versus Steve, because I think this is going to be Jordan's coming out. party. This is going to be fighting against a really talented guy. Um, but we're going to see um, the future of British MMA, I think, uh, or English MMA, definitely, because I don't want to get in an argument, with you Welsh guys. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, outside of that, uh, if we're talking about main card fights, the one for me is Hadley versus Hack. Um, again, these two guys are just so much fun to watch. Um, very different styles. Um, but they're two supremely talented fighters. So, um, yeah, though so for me, Vicenich and Hadley and Hack.
0: Brilliant. Well, here we are, guys. If you have stuck with us through this entire one hour and 47 minutes, big credit to you. We really appreciate you. And, um, I, I think leave a message and try and get peter not to send you a t shirt if you if you stuck with us the whole way through here because. <laughs> that, that was an nice show. We've talked about a lot of fights. Obviously, it's, it's worth it because we've got so many big fights coming up. We're all absolutely buzzing for it now. And uh, yeah, Thursday night, the first one goes down, and we're on until Saturday. Guys, I just want to say a big thank you for joining me. Uh, always appreciate your insights. And yeah, I will see you all soon, okay?
3: Thanks, Lewis. Thank you, Lou. All the best, hey. everyone.
2: That's me out. you guys. Sarah.